Good morning. It's time for a healthy podcast. This time your kids will listen. It's the Underplayed Serenade. Listening to the Underplayed Serenade in the morning can put a smile on your face all day long. How, you ask? The Underplayed is fortified with positive human emotions like happiness, cheer, humor, drama, love, and awkward human interactions. They build character. It is not recommended to consume the podcast orally. Instead, we suggest setting it close to your ear holes for maximum benefit. Subscribing to the Underplayed ensures that you'll always have a fresh supply of Underplayed goodliness. So what are you waiting for? Listen or subscribe now. And welcome. welcome. When did you take my job away? I've always done that. You did welcome? he's always done welcome. And then you come in. It's my welcome. To the Underplayed Serenade podcast. Wow. Coming to you live. We missed you. And Sorry. coming to you in the first place. <laughs> coming so to you in the first place. Cover our bases. Yeah. Okay, look. We have some explaining to do. A little bit. Yeah. We haven't exactly released a podcast in a while. <laughs> we haven't left you. We're not like um, an absent parent. We're back. Yeah, my term was, we're not flaky people. We're not flaky people. Yeah. Right after being uh, flaky. Yeah. We, we, we had issues. We yes. were people with issues, yeah. <laughs> but not flaky. We're all people with issues, if you think <laughs> about it. I went it. to the store to get milk, and I was, <laughs> I was gone for two weeks. Two months. Yeah, so two we months. couldn't record. No, okay. How do we actually explain the situation in like terms that won't hurt people's brains? It still hurts my brain thinking about it, to be honest. There's nothing wrong with the podcast. There's no bad news. We're back. We're going to be going back to the twice a month schedule. With the exception of August, the first and third Fridays of every month. Of every month, yes. Yep. So no issues, but stuff did happen. We dealt with some music licensing issues. It's hard to get a song that we can play on the podcast and get the, the rights to do that. You would think that any artist would be happy to have the free promotion, but not always the case. And we have to be careful who we do and what we do and get all the permission and stuff to do it. That became more of an issue. We we sort of changed up how we do things a little bit. And that took a couple weeks to figure out and to implement some new stuff. And we also kind of were on vacation a couple of those weeks. Well, too. that's true. Yeah. But we still had that problem during vacation. Yes. So that was like an over... Like, we actually worked like on looming. that during our vacation. That is true. We had multiple meetings about that. But we're back. So as per usual, we have two more songs that we're going to show you today. Two lovely songs. Two lovely songs. So the first artist that we're featuring is Nicole Atkins. Nicole Atkins, born on October 1st, 1978, is a super talented American singer-songwriter. Her musical influences span a wide range, including the crooner music of the 50s, the experimental psychedelia of the 60s. Critics and fans alike have drawn comparisons between Nicole Atkins and Roy Orbison, as well as other esteemed singers from the Brill Building era. If you don't know what the Brill Building era is, that's interesting to look up, but we're not going to go into that. These comparisons underscore her exceptional vocal prowess, her ability to capture the essence of a bygone era while infusing it with her own contemporary flair. Nicole Atkins' music is a testament to her remarkable talent and innovation within the music industry. Period. Oh, well bygone era. I love that. Yes. Bygone is a nice word. So that's a basic, you know, just a quick introduction to her. And you want to know something else? This is cool. She's going to be opening for Stevie Nicks on October 28th in Memphis. If you can catch that show, you'll get to see Nicole live. Nicole also has a new release. It's called, actually, it's a new single. It's called A Man Like Me. And it's part of her duets collab 
with Jim Sklavunos. And if I murdered his name, I'm sorry. But I sounded it out. And of course, you can find that on streaming. You can find that pretty much anywhere you listen to music. And finally, if you want to hang out with Nicole, if you want music from Nicole that nobody else gets, and if you want free art, free art, you can go over to Patreon, look up the Natkins Funhouse, N-A-T-K-I-N-S Funhouse on Patreon. We'll stick a link in the show notes for you. It's a great way to participate with the artists. It's a great way to get to possibly sometimes get to hang with the artists in you know a virtual environment. So go check it out. Patreon, Natkins Funhouse. Why we're doing this song? I mean, I, I love a lot of her songs. I fell in love with this one song. How did you discover Nicole Atkins? Bandcamp. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So many good artists on Bandcamp. If you love underrated content, there's so many good artists that have not been discovered on there. I know. That's We're going to get them, though. Every one of them. Every one of them. I am not on Bandcamp. But this one time at Bandcamp... Thank you. Thank you. I didn't Keaton's have looking at me so confused. Watch a movie. Watch a movie? A yeah. movie? Any movie? No. A certain movie. Okay. okay. But let's dive right in. The song that we chose is called a little crazy a little crazy me um i think we're all a little crazy a little bit it's from the album good night ronda lee walking spend a lot of time walking that's what people do Getting over you Smiling Did you see me smiling The whole act's just for you What else can I do People say I'm better off alone And that's the first verse We always stop it after the first verse Just to sort of take in our very, very earliest impressions and make you wait for the chorus. The style. The the style is definitely the. I love the term that you said you love that bygone, bygone era. era. Yes, it's definitely an old style. Vibe. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Like uh, you said that Roy Orbison was one of her influences. Yeah, well, she's been compared to him. But I, it was also I know when I was reading about her, he was one of her influences. Oh, okay growing up and you can hear it that's that style i love it the orchestration at the beginning literally mm-hmm. yeah the yep. arrangement of yep. it has that swingy kind of dong yeah that yep. it that's that kind of so yeah i mean my thoughts delicate voice yet mm-hmm. powerful even sometimes at the same time it's really cool i like her voice a lot mm-hmm. i'll back it up a notch Little time. 
love that steel guitar. I know. And the piano is just phenomenal in this, too. better off alone People say it takes a little time I can't hear a word those people say I know that I'm crazy, crazy, crazy So pretty. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Oh my beautiful. Gosh. Everything. Oh my gosh. Where do we begin? I mean, okay, that vocal distortion towards the end. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they were doing that in the fifties and sixties. Like, that no, was not a lot. But not a, man. That was not full like of, how she did. Full of emotion. Too. I know. I love it so much. Her voice is so powerful, and her vibrato. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about her vibrato? Oh, should she be entered in the vibrato wars? No. Vibrato races. Sorry. No. Vibrato races. <laughs> I love her vibrato. I mean, like Tracy said, the orchestration of it. It feels big. It doesn't feel like a little song. You know? Yeah, it's it got a, a big orchestration. It's kind of got a big band sound, but it's also got a very country sound. And that's mm-hmm. what uh, mm-hmm. that steel guitar. That steel guitar all the way through. Like, yeah, that sweeps through it and brings a whole 60s country. Mm-hmm. That era, which is lovely. The melodic relationships in the song, like all of it fits Mm-hmm. so well it pulls you in like it pulls at your heart too it's it's so mm-hmm. good it's like yeah it's it just feels good to listen to in such like a emotional like it's got a scene weep- way it's got a weepy sound yeah it does that. well it's, it's got not a, a, it's got a weepy sound it's not a super happy song no it's a little bit of a weepy song too yeah, yeah. we'll talk yeah. about that in a weepy. minute but yeah I don't know. That's where's like that word come from? Weepy, weepy. crying. It's, it's kind of sad. It's I've just kind never of heard weepy. you use that word. As my guitar gently. Weeps. I don't know. As I heard it, it just that's the word that it weepy. came to my brain. And some of those, ah, uh, the piano. Yeah, piano is one thing I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Very, very strong. Would you call those like slow triplets? Like, yeah, on the. It's not that way, but it's, yeah. So Nicole Atkins' voice, obviously, we appreciate it, enjoy it. We dig it. She's got, we dig it, that's a good word. She has a beautiful range to do those octave jumps that she does on that please. Mm-hmm. That's super clear. It's very crisp. There's no slide in there. There's no 
pitchiness. She it just is locks right on. Straight to it. on. Yep. My vocal teacher used to say, "Come down on it from the top." That's what she does. She yeah. sits down on it, even though she's going from a low note to a top note. She's going from a low note, going up and sitting down on it. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So whereas a lot not of, easy to do. A lot of less talented vocalists might need to slide up to it. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's when you hear that kind of pitchy, ooh, they didn't quite get it. Ooh. Yeah. No, she, you don't hear any of that from her. So that's, that's lovely. Great control. I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk about birth control in this. She's got it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Well, she I has think, breath control. I think what yeah. we do is, yeah, we've, we're known for a couple of things by now, and one of them <laughs> is talking about breath control. <laughs> well, I'm just Because impressed. I think we pick songs yeah. where the artist has amazing breath control. Yeah. That's one of the, you know, yeah. I mean, we think about it a lot. We're never going to, probably never going to do a song where the vocalist isn't at least interesting. Like, I don't know if we'll ever do an instrumental song. Uh, vocals is a big deal. It's a big yeah. part of it to us, and especially since we concentrate on you know the singer songwriter. I think she plays guitar. You Does know, she? I, in, in in the in the research. Oh I did, yeah, she, I think uh, she started playing piano when she was very young. Okay. Whatever it was, like five something six three. I don't know something like that. But then she taught herself to play guitar when she was thirteen. Oh wow! Yeah, I just want to say this girl. She has been in the music industry for a long time, and you know she's navigated and she knows her way around. During her college years, she spent time at the University of North Carolina, where you know she was studying. But she also immersed herself in the local music scene, and then she eventually made the move to Brooklyn, New York. And then in Brooklyn, she did the same thing. She integrated herself into the thriving music scene there. She had a ton of dedication and talent, and you know she got a lot of attention there among uh, fellow musicians and fans. She was involved in numerous bands, lots mm-hmm. of bands. This girl has been in the band mm-hmm. and she knows she knows all about that i think her first album came out in 2005 and she's done probably six or seven depending on how you count since then albums mm-hmm. of her own she's been on david letterman she was on his final season oh nice eddie vetter was on that mm-hmm. you know, we covered him back a few episodes ago she was on david letterman's final season and she did a performance of her song war torn very nice. She co-wrote some of these songs with... Chris Isaac. She actually met him. I, I'm not sure if this is how they originally met, but she went on tour with him for a while. I guess opening for him, maybe? His biggest song we know very well. Wicked Game. Yeah. And so they co-wrote this song, A Little Crazy, and other songs. You guys want to hear a quick clip of War Torn? Just, I mean, if she did it on Letterman, it's got to be a good song, right? Sure. Okay, let's check it out. strings is that interesting intro
That is so good. I love it. That was really good. I like that chorus too. I love it. I mean, she has such a unique vocal style. Yeah, she really does. It's Those like fast vibratos uh-huh. there during the war torn part. That is, yeah. I mean, vibrato racing. Hello. And I, I mean, I stopped the song, but it sounded like there was a pretty darn good guitar solo coming up. But I mean, we can't. We have time constraints here yes, on the underplayed. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah. I guess, Trace, you want to go into the album? The album and then into the meaning of the song. Okay. Okay. A Little Crazy is from her album, Good Night Rhonda Lee. That's her fourth studio album. It was released in 2017. She recorded it in Florence, Alabama. Production, engineering, drums, and percussion by Josh Block. Production, guitar on all tracks and musical arrangements by Austin Jenkins. So it doesn't give us a lot of information about who played what instruments. Right. As I said, she wrote this with Chris Isaac. It was produced and engineered by Nile City Sound. Uh, I read a really interesting article about how she kind of changed genres over the course of her career and why. She met a music producer. She didn't name him. She said that he asked her to play her music for him, and he listened to it, and he said, you've got a great voice, but you need to stop doing the indie rock. You are a soul musician. A soul singer, and and wow. and he encouraged her to write this kind of music and uh, kind of change her genre, and she did. That's pretty That's, crazy. Y'all yeah. are hating on indie rock. Indie rock is one of the best genres. Not objectively. hating on it. Not hating on it at all. He was encouraging her to change it for her style. This song, a little crazy. I read that it is about an ex-boyfriend. The song is about someone who, even though she knows it's over, he's over her. She's just struggling to move on. Her friends tell her to move on. She just doesn't. And so in the article I read, it said that she is married. She was married in 2013. She claimed that the song is about one of her ex-boyfriends. Okay. Everybody check out Nicole Atkins. There's a lot of ways you can do it. There's NicoleAtkins.BandCamp.com. recommend you go over there and actually purchase the track. That helps the artist a whole bunch. A whole bunch. If not... You could stream on Spotify or your streaming platform of choice. We're going to stick some stuff in the show notes for Nicole. Stick some give stuff. You, we're going to gently place information in the show notes. You know, Nicole and her record label were very cool about letting us use the music so you guys could actually hear the songs. So thank you, Nicole. And, oh, she's on a record label that's kind of interesting. Her record label is Single Lock Records. Single Lock so are they one of those record labels that do, like, they aim for artists that have a certain, like, style? Because I know a lot of record labels will have, like, only, like, I don't know, like, rap artists or only, like, you know, a very, like, niche genre. I know it began in 2013. 
I know that it was originally for artists from Alabama, and it was started by uh, John Paul White of the Civil Wars. Well, no, he didn't start it. He is one of the starters. Small world. Of the record label, yeah. And uh, since they have expanded out to not just be, you know, people from Alabama, from Alabama, right. okay. Um, I don't know. They're they're in Muscle Shoals. I mean, that's probably why this album was recorded out in Alabama. I would imagine. Yeah, you know what I like about it? Single Lock Records says the standard of this company is excellence and decency. This informs everything we do, from the label operations to our recording studio to our A and R, to our social initiatives, and all the way down to the way that we treat people. We aim to be a cut above. Our team is made up of musicians, business people, creatives, and dreamers that go the extra mile to bring you exceptional art. Very cool. I love that. How I love much that. more could you want from a record label? That's true. You know? I mean, that's super cool. Record labels like that are the best record labels. Yeah. So check out Nicole. Check out, uh, go to singlelock.com and check out all their other artists. Right. So moving on to our next artist. One, you know what, Chase? What? Take it away. Sorry. This artist happens to be, oh gosh. In my wheelhouse. Well, you could say that. Mm-hmm. They're one of the only artists around nowadays mm-hmm. doing the doing kind this. of music that they're doing yeah. and doing it so well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So tell us more, Trace. All right. Well, the name of the artist is State Cows. Um, State Cows? Mm-hmm. State Cows is a unique yacht rock band that creates original music and a sound that is true to its genre. The band consists of Daniel Anderson on vocals and guitar and Stefan Olofsson on keyboards and bass. Guest musicians have contributed to their recordings, including notable musicians like Jay Graydon, Bill Champlin, Jeff, uh, Jason Sheff, Michael Landau and Ian Bernson. I think I'm saying those, and those right. Those are people from th- that are known for their work with Chicago. Yes. Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd, Kate Bush, Alan Parsons Project. Yes. Oh These gosh. are Grammy Awards Among others. Yes. yes. With their shared passion for yacht rock and classic West Coast sound, Daniel and Stefan met while studying at the Patia School of Music and forged a bond that led to the creation of State Cows. While in Los Angeles, as exchange students, they got the chance to meet some of their yacht rock heroes, including David Foster, woohoo, my favorite, mm-hmm. Jay Gray, Graydon, Jay Gru, uh, Gruska. Jay Gruska. Yeah. And witnessed a surprise concert by Stevie Wonder at their school auditorium. After returning to Sweden, Daniel and Stefan continued to work with their idols and record their music, incorporating smooth guitar lines, halftime shuffles, funky bass lines, slick harmonies, a real Fender Rhodes. That's important. Mm, love it. Tight horn sele- uh, sections, and according to their website, some California sunshine into their sound. Okay, so. That is, in a nutshell, State Cows. All right, this is Caught in a Landslide by the State Cows, and we'll catch up with you guys after the first verse. I've been caught in the
Well, so has Chicago been reincarnated? I know, right? Yes. Right? This Amazing. Is, yeah. My first text to Tracy when I found this song was, Chicago's been reincarnated, and I'm not kidding or exaggerating. And she didn't actually even <laughs> reply, because, you know, we were also talking about other stuff. But Go I don't think you. she realized at that time how literally serious I was. A hundred percent. Literally serious. Literally serious. Yeah. Because this is the thing, like, over the course of our podcasts, we have all kind of discovered new uh, and different band singers and stuff like that. And we've gotten very excited about a lot of them. Personally, just for me, this was the most excited. I just like about flipped out when I heard it. Yeah, It's got all that band. It's got the horns in it. It's got the harmonies. And we, we haven't even gotten to all the best harmonies in this yes. song. Oh my gosh, there's amazing there's stuff so much coming to come. up in, in harmony-wise. Yeah. It's so catchy, too. Just that, that It's like a hook. Like it is. Caught in a landslide. I love that. And we're going to talk about this a little more later on, but if you like anything close to Yacht Rock, this is for you. Chicago, yeah. Boston. So, yeah. I mean, what's Yacht Rock? We'll is talk there a about definition? It. Oh, yeah. we will? Okay, I looked we'll it talk up. about it later. We, we, we will talk about it. Sorry, kids. Bridge is everything. Yes. That was cool. Yes. the roads beautiful <laughs> so good caught in a landslide by the state cows where do you start now, how much they sound like chicago the dude yeah. sounds even his 
his timber is a little pita cetera. It it's is not maybe as, not quite not that, quite as high. Yeah, yeah, it's timber. Yeah, but but oh wow, the sound, the overall sound, it is amazing to me. And really, the first time we started listening to it, I was shocked how authentically seventies that kind of you know Yacht soft rock. rock, yeah, that soft rock sound it has. It does not sound like it was recorded here in the 2000s. Right. It so much sounds. Well, just like Nicole. I mean, yeah. her stuff. Yeah. Well, you know for what? Sure. Her stuff does sound mo- a little more modern for its, you know, genre. Mm-hmm. But has so many great elements in it. Right. From from the past. She's done more of a fusion thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. She's putting her own self and modern music into an older style. Yes. Where this these is guys a throwback. Are duplicating. They are. <laughs> amazing. And it's not like even, you know, like, oh, it's a copy of Chicago. This is like no, if Chicago made more songs, yeah. these would be the songs. Yeah. And it's not just Chicago. I mean, they it's 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 hard not to Chicago, say Chicago Boston, because they have Earth, like, yeah, and Fire. all of that. Earth, Wind, all and that. Fire. You know who one of their big inspirations was was Steely Dan. Oh yeah. They oh. started they started to do a uh, Steely Dan. I Rubber think they band? started to, no a tribute. They started to do a an album tribute. Oh yeah. I see, I see, and I see. then it it morphed into this State Cows. Yeah. Do you think they have anything to do with State Farm? No. I don't. Do you think they have anything to do with steak cows? No, I don't. All you right. Guys, you got the dad jokes oh out of the way. Oh, dear. Yay. Okay. Let's get past them. So uh, just talking about the two guys for a minute. They're from Sweden. Oh. Hauper Blaus. Okay. Daniel An- Anderson is a singer guitarist from Umeå. How do you spell it? Uh, U-M-E-A with the little doogie doogie over How do top I make the doogie doogie? I don't know. Like you a should be able to type S. it in. The following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Umel. <laughs> what? Umel. 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 Okay. Umel. Umel. So, so Daniel Umel, An- Sweden. Okay. So Daniel Anderson is a singer guitarist from Umel, Sweden. Umel. Something like that. Stefan Olofsson. And again, sorry, is it Olofsson? Olofsson? Something Where, where's the stress those. in that? Doesn't say. Yeah. Doesn't show. Uh, he's a keyboardist bass player from also from the same place in Sweden. Not going to say it again. Umal. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> and this was, I believe, recorded in... Umal. No. <laughs> But in Sweden. And we mentioned at the top, they've had some of these amazing musicians play on some of their albums. Jason Sheff was from Chicago. Bill Champlin. Bill Champlin wrote the song that we covered several episodes back, Remember the Feeling. They had him on some of their albums, or one of their albums at least. At some point, Michael Landau, who is huge, played for Michael Jackson and Pink Floyd. So they've had some amazing people but none of those people played on this particular song. This song is from their album High and Dry. The track was released in 2020, but the album was released in 2022, maybe something like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. But Daniel Anderson was the lead and background vocals. Okay. And then Stefan Olofsson is the keyboards, the synth bass, the background vocals, the percussion, the mixing. Mm-hmm. And then Peter Olofsson 
I'm assuming who is related to Stefan. Brother. Maybe. Father, maybe. Son. Something. Uh, played the drums. And then Johan Vixton played guitar. I think he's just a studio session musician. Christian Thompson did the background vocals. He's a Danish guitarist. I'm very impressed with him because he did the background vocals. And some of that background harmony was just amazing oh, those layers yes just layers and layers like stacked layers so good so that's just some of the information about that particular song and i think actually for the whole album <gasps> okay <laughs> <laughs> for extra emphasis yeah thank you tracy oh yes what is yacht rock oh okay so yacht rock because we talked about that at the beginning that's how they kind of self-proclaim their genre yacht rock is kind of a term it's not an old term like when yacht rock music was being made it wasn't called yacht rock that makes sense okay it's basically commercially successful genre from the the mid 70s to the mid 80s it's kind of smooth jazz some soul some r&b a little bit of disco even mm-hmm. it's a lot of pop it's what i called growing up soft rock soft rock okay. it's poppy rocky but it's not the big you know guitar right. stuff it's not heavy it's smooth um, it's interesting to see yeah. how like genre like genre definitions have yeah. changed so like soft rock now would be different than what soft rock would have been then so that's i think why people came up with yacht rock since the definition of soft rock changed yeah. well and the this thing is now is, called yacht rock yes and the thing is it kind of got a bad rap for a while because it was defined kind of as like saccharine you know and like just too sugary and garish it also has some just beautiful connotations to it it's smooth it's groovy it has an emphasis more on the melody than than on the beat it's light it's sentimental and the name yacht rock did kind of get the name from like the idea that it's what you would listen to at the beach or on a on a sailboat, which yes. is why my personal calm down song is the epitome. Sailing. Yep, it is the epitome of yacht rock, sailing by crisscross. You Christopher know, Cross. Yeah. I don't remember when this was, but the first time I heard the term yacht rock, mm-hmm. I imagined I was like, okay, well that must be like, and I think my mind went, you know, Boston, Chicago, you know, I was right. Yes. Yes, without that's knowing, it. you know, and mm-hmm. having never owned a yacht, even <laughs> it's just oh, yacht it's rock is yacht rock, yeah. And I don't know, you know, it's it's, it's you've all rock. been like on a channel, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, a channel like a you know, filled with water where boats go through that kind of channel. Yeah. And these, you know, maybe you're watching the Fourth of July fireworks on on the waterfront, and these yachts are going by, and this was the stuff they were playing. I think that's why I knew, you mm-hmm. know. Having spent a part of my life growing up in Grand Haven, Michigan, mm-hmm. we had the channel, we had the fireworks, we had the yachts, and we had the yacht rock. And so I think that's why I just kind of like instinctively knew what it was the first yeah. time I heard it. It's amazing to me that these guys have started writing original pieces in this style. I think that's amazing because there are people out there currently writing really great jazz. Someone we covered very early back. Esperanza Spalding. That's right. So we have people who have been creating great jazz currently, like Esperanza Spalding, who we have covered. And we have people writing great 
rock and roll and all kind of indie and all kinds of EDM, right? All kinds of stuff. But this is the first time I've heard somebody's out there making this kind of soft, easy listening rock and rock. And it's beautiful for me personally. Yeah. 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 From my point of view, of course, I was not born at the time of where soft rock slash yacht rock was big, of Mm -hmm. course. So I think I have a unique perspective of listening to all this because when I listened to this, I could easily hear I could easily hear it coming from like mid seventies to the mm-hmm. mid eighties. Mm-hmm. Like definitely, it has yeah. that sound. Especially since I like I have I guess what you could call more modern ears because that's I grew up with different music, of course. So the fact that I don't really I can't really like distinguish uh, like a stylistic difference. If they were aiming for, which I'm sure they were, that yacht rock sound, I mean, I don't know what else you could call it, Chicago, you know, all that stuff, then they they accomplished it beautifully. I agree. Yep. Ah, the elements of this. And it's interesting to know that one of the one of the two main guys is playing bass because I listened to this entire album, High and Dry, is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to High and Dry, the bass stuck out for sure mm-hmm. as one thing. Another thing that stuck out was the keys. So mm-hmm. there's a variety of different uh, keyed instruments on this album, but that Rhodes is just fabulous. I love that. Amazing bass, amazing keys. The drums are just like, you know, where you expect them to be. But I mean, just overall, the instrumentation is is mm-hmm. fabulous. It's right on point for the, the time frame. Mm-hmm. It feels like... I, I keep saying it, it doesn't feel like someone's redoing something from the past. Right. It feels like Chicago came out and did another album. Right. Or one, any one of those bands, you know, well, not just Chicago, but the guy's voice is oddly similar to Peter Cetera. So, yeah. you know, I always go there in my mind. And it's so well done. I mean, right. am, am I, am I wrong? I mean, this is incredibly well, that's what I mean by well saying produced it sounds like Chicago because yeah. they would do it right if they did yeah. it, you know, Th- this is a smaller group. This isn't Chicago. Right. This is a this is two guys, cases. but the sound quality. I know it's fabulous. Yeah. All right. So this song is a what does it feel like to fall in love like big? Right. That's that's what the song is about. This is falling in love, feeling out of control, feeling like it's a landslide. It talked about falling over the mountainside, can't tell what's up and down. I loved the bridge. The bridge was my favorite part of the whole song, and I love the whole song, but my the bridge was fantastic. Am I in or am I out, torn between desire and doubt, feel as though I'm marking time, even I don't quite know why. That and the harmony in that was tight. Oh, it was super great. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. That is my favorite thing. That bass player just climbed up the neck right there. Yeah. <laughs> just going up the scale pretty yes. much. I could listen to that all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've they've really nailed down what it means mm-hmm. to be not rock. rock. Yeah. And soft rock, and, and, and they know how to do it. Yeah. If you like that genre, like we've listened to that whole album. They oh. have other albums 
as well. It's all fantastic. This is at the top of my, put this on my playlist, listen to it all the time. We're going to put everything in the show notes for you guys. So uh, we're not going to do it with our voices because, you know. But I mean, save our pretty little voices. Look, you can literally just go to Spotify, whatever streaming service you use, type in State Cows. Not Steak Cows. No, nor State Farm. State Cows. Or State Funded. Moving on, boys. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so yeah, please check them out. They deserve it. They deserve yes. your listen, check in my out. opinion. Go to their website. All that stuff's going to be in the show notes. Please, please, please check out our artists because we love them. Okay, but I, we should wrap. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I hope this. No. Oh, my bad. I hope uh, this comes confused. together at the end. <laughs> you have some serious like editing to do. Yeah, I always do it, baby. This is the section of the podcast where <laughs> I we spiral <laughs> downwards at an exponential rate. It is exponential spiralage. We just went farther down, as he said that. I guess you could say we're caught in a landslide, huh? Oh, my God. We've been caught in a landslide. (laughs) We both ended on the same note somehow. It's interesting. Because they both decide, you both decided to sing the harmony. Because it's catchy. Because that's what good harmony does. It's freaking catchy, man. It is. It's so catchy. That's what they nailed right there. They know how to make a hook. And that's a wrap for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If we did, uh, if you want to keep up with our, <laughs> I did. <laughs> if you want to keep up with our future episodes, be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform. And if you really liked what you heard today, we'd appreciate it if you could leave a moment to, uh, ooh, if you could take a moment to rate and review our show. Your Five feedback stars, helps please. us improve and reach more people like you. Also, do not forget to follow us on social media for updates on upcoming episodes. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Underplayed. And if you have any ideas for future episodes or just want to say hi, you can email us at hello at theunderplayed.com. Hello. And that's a wrap. I mean, like, you, you guys usually say something. that's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, guess what? Guess what? Definitely check us out on all those places. Definitely check out our artists at all the places in the show notes. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Stay underplayed. No. <laughs> no. Stay underplayed? No. <laughs> that's a negative. Uh, guys, don't stay underplayed. Mic drop. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh.